0: mm mm, mm.
1: Welcome to this week's Scaly Poxcast. Today's date is the 28th of October, and today in my lair is Michael. Hello. And Orla. Hello. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so what have you guys
0: got for us this week? Well, obviously it's Halloween week. I'm going to be talking about vampires, ghosts, and specters.
2: Uh, <laughs> I'm talking mctell mazurkas and magic.
1: Ooh, Katie? Fairy tales, freckles and frights in the night.
0: On Daily Info at the moment though, we've got a comprehensive Halloween page, which has all of the events that are happening in the run-up to on Halloween and a little bit after Halloween as well. And we're running a fireworks competition, so fireworks... Night obviously coming in just a week's time. So, if you want to find your nearest fireworks display, then go on there. And you can also win tickets to the South Park Roundtable Fireworks if you just send us a haiku. But yeah, you can enter on dailyinfo.co.uk. There are links on our homepage. Now, we normally start the podcast with an Oxford fact, but as it's Halloween week, this time I've got a ghost story for you instead. Oh, how exciting! Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Uh, so, Rosamond Clifford, um, she grew up in Clifford Castle which is on the River Wye but then she joined Godstow Nunnery which is near Wolvercote it's the one that's all ruined near the top of Port Meadow when you're walking to Wolvercote now she was famed as a great beauty and when she was at Godstow King Henry II fell in love with her hmm. and adopted her as his mistress now to keep her safe from his jealous queen Eleanor of Aquitaine Henry kept Rosamond in a secret garden at the centre of a labyrinth Ooh. in Woodstock he built it in his park in Woodstock And to protect her, at the opening of the maze, he had a knight standing guard. And the knight held on to a piece of silver thread that connected all the way through the maze to Rosamund.
1: Cool. Mm -hmm.
0: Now, a pretty elaborate plan, but unfortunately Eleanor got got wind of this. Oh, no. And she was a pretty jealous lady. So she travelled to Woodstock, killed the knight, followed the thread through the maze to find Rosamund at the centre. She then offered her the choice between a dagger or a poison chalice. Rosamond chose the latter and she died. She now haunts the trout in Wolvercote and she can be seen as a shady figure going between the awnings of the trout in a Wolvercote. She's been there for nearly a thousand years now.
1: Whoa, that's that's quite spooky. <laughs> I'm not
0: sure the pub's been there that long, though, so um, maybe okay. she was just wandering around until the there's pub a opened.
2: It felt a <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So quite different sort of labyrinth to one with David Bowie, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Although there is now a maze in Woodstock,
0: so I don't think it's the same one, but there's one at um, really? Blenheim Palace. Oh, cool. Yeah. Not the same one,
1: though. <laughs> From ghost stories to tales at the Sheldonian Theatre, Michael, what's on this week?
2: Uh, tomorrow night we've got spooky Ralph McTell. he's not that spooky really it's Ralph McTell, folk legend, folk singer, blues guitar player storyteller as the best folk singers tend to do they turn between song banter into a kind of history of blues and folk and stick in their own personal anecdotes so for example he's told the story of playing a festival with Paul Simon in 1965 when neither of them was particularly famous but Paul Simon was quite demanding about how much he got paid. And in the end, it wasn't enough to pay Ralph McDowell. Oh. Um, so the organiser felt a bit sorry for him and said, we've got to give you something. And he got paid in vinyl. Hmm. But this vinyl included a uh, LP of Robert Johnson, which turned out to be one of like, the biggest influences on Ralph's life. So it kind of changed his approach to music. That's cool. It was hmm. worth it in the end. Um, you might know his uh, 1974 single, Streets of London about kind of contrasting your like first world problems with the like loneliness of marginalised people um, in London and it's you know one awards, has been covered possibly hundreds of times. But a song in which he got to pay tribute to the aforementioned great influence, Robert Johnson, called the ghost of Robert Johnson. <laughs> um, was is one in which he imagines a scene from Johnson's song Me and the Devil. I don't know if you if you know the story of Robert Johnson, supposedly Waited at the crossroads, sold the soul to Satan. And then oh. that's the source of his amazing skills. This, yeah, who knows? Maybe he just practiced a lot. But um, <laughs> mythology wise, it's quite it's quite a memorable one. So, yeah, in the original song, you may bury my body down by the highway side so my old evil spirit can get a Greyhound bus and ride. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, in his tribute, Motel kind of imagines him waiting for the Greyhounds and mm-hmm. brings in all this blues mythology. So, yeah, it's not primarily that spooky. Um, It's a very skilled guy with a half-century's worth of work in a great venue. So that is Ralph McTell at the Sheldonian on Thursday the 29th at 7.30. Tickets start at 15 pines.
0: Do you hear that? No, what? Can't you hear those bees? Oh, wait, hang on. It's probably just the ghost that haunts me. Um, You've got a ghost? Yeah, yeah, he follows me around sometimes. But, yeah, you, like, first thing I hear... yeah, Yeah, there he is. But... Do you, you n- don't hear those bees? No. Bees. <laughs> <laughs> do you not nah, get, don't mind. Do you not have a ghost? You I, don't have a ghost that haunts you? I,
1: I do, but I haven't heard them for a while. Oh, it's not
0: here. Okay, not right here right not now.
1: Not here right, right now. Yes. <laughs>
0: anyway, sorry, carry on.
1: That's very strange. Maybe you should talk to <laughs> maybe you should have talked to Bill Spectre instead of me. <laughs> but this week I chatted to Bill Spectre about where the most haunted part of Oxford is. Apparently it's the studio. <laughs>
3: It's a bit of a sad story, but it is, I suppose, the most haunted place probably. Well, there are various well, there are various locations. I suppose the, the one that I'm slightly nervous about telling the story about, but I do because it's important in Oxford and, it's, of course, is Oxford's history, is on, of course, Broad Street and that little cross in the road, which many of you uh, listeners out there in uh, Webland have seen in the past as you walked up Broad Street, there's a little cross in the road and that is of course where the martyrs were supposedly burnt in the 16th century Thomas Cramer, Hugh Latimer and Nicholas Ridley so that is possibly one of the most haunted places I don't know but a lot of people have experienced strange things in particular down New College Lane which is quite a spooky long lane with high walls on either side but many people have seen and heard things down there in the past yes. Has
1: anyone experienced anything on your tours?
3: Well, of course, as I say, usually somebody experiences Mary Blandy on the nights of my tour, but people have said that down that particular lane, down New College Lane, they have just felt uncomfortable, a slight feeling of discomfort down there. And often, and it's not at all associated with me, and it's not on the nights when I'm doing my tours, I did have one person who said that they'd heard horses going up the street there on Christmas itself, and uh, they'd experienced the sound of horses going up there, and that is, of course, where apparently uh, royalist cavalrymen were assembled during the Civil War before they went off to battle. So who knows? But that is something that they'd experienced, and also I've just reminded myself now that just a little bit down from New College itself, heading towards St Edmund's College, there is a lamp post on a particular corner, and people sometimes take a picture on that corner especially when the sun is just at the right angle and they've got the the background of one of the colleges there and the lamp is lit up and it's a very nice-looking silhouette of the college behind it. And a little while ago, somebody took a picture down there just with their phone and they were surprised when they got back to the hotel room that they'd waited till all the audience had got out of the way. There was nobody there at all. They took the picture and they saw an interesting picture of what appeared to be a blurry image in the foreground, of what looked like a woman wearing a bustle and a, and a crinoline dress draped out behind her, making her way down the lane. Now, it is admittedly very blurry, but it's something very odd, and they swear there was nobody in front of the camera at all at the time when they took that picture. So who knows? That's the thing about ghosts. You can never prove whether they exist or not. But I think all of those of you out there in Webland know that they do exist, don't you, ladies and gentlemen?
1: To hear more about Bill's own experience of ghosts, more about the tour itself, and a grisly ghost story involving the devil himself, listen to the Oxcast Extra.
0: The Ashmolean on Friday are going to be hosting their Halloween event, which is called Dead Friday. Now this is obviously the Halloween version of Live Friday that they've been holding for a couple of years now it used to be every month now it's every sort of three or four but this is going to be where they open up the whole museum and there's just loads of different stuff going on and this time it's all going to be Halloween and death themed so some of the stuff you can expect on Friday between 7 and 10.30 are death drawing you can make a Latin headstone you can make a mummy which I'm guessing is just going to be wrapping loads of loo roll around yourself but <laughs> I'm also down with that Um, there's going to be shadow puppetry origami bat and skull making cool yeah very cool there's going to be a vampire DJ ghosts wandering around maybe my one I'm not sure depends if I go along live comedy and music there's also going to be silent horror movies accompanied by live piano and so it used to be free this time it's going to be £5 because I actually went along to the last year's Halloween one which was the one around Egyptology and it was so rammed you, you could barely move they'd kind of 1920s themed it around the Egyptology exhibition that was on so it was like half people in like bat and devil and witch costumes and half the people were in like 20s dresses and had headbands and stuff it was very cool but yeah this one's on Friday at the Ashmolean cost 5 pounds this time uh, from 7 till 10:30 should be really good fun.
1: You say drawing death.
0: Yes, so the character of death right, I think. Okay. I, I did crazy? have a look into this so because we got we got a bit confused we thought maybe it was drawing like dead people mm. and then that moved so that conversation then went into looking up the those old Victorian Death portraits—the photographs, which if anyone doesn't know about, you should have a look at. It. It's fascinatingly weird and yes. compelling, um, but basically photos of people's loved ones after they died. It's sort of staged as if they're still in the family and maybe still alive. Very weird and creepy.
1: Very weird and creepy. I didn't realise they had ways of propping them up. Mm, yeah,
0: fully standing up and sort of in photograph poses. Incredibly odd.
1: Something more family-friendly happening over this weekend. You've got two choices for where you can take your kids to go trick-or-treating. Kids as in children or big kids mm-hmm. <laughs> as well.
0: I went trick-or-treating when I was about 17. It was really good fun. I <laughs> went around Jericho, got loads of sweets.
1: I'm, I'm very, very impressed. <laughs> Do you think they gave it to you out of fear?
0: Uh, possibly, yeah. We were maybe a little bit too grown up. But <laughs> yeah. Anyway. One guy gave us three Galaxy Bars each. Whoa. Yeah.
1: That's pretty amazing.
2: That's definitely a fear response. Good
1: haul. Well, you've got two choices, Orla. (laughs) You can go to Oxford Castle Unlocked, which is running from Friday until Saturday, starting at 6pm until 8pm, and it's every 15 minutes. And basically, they want you to come in in costume and meet the ghoulish lineup of inmates. So basically, you knock on all the cell doors... Mm. And the inmates are going to answer. That's
0: really quite creepy.
1: It is creepy. And I have insider knowledge they might reserve the treats just for the kids, but the tricks will probably be for the adults. (laughs) So if you want a giggle, maybe go down. (laughs) But not to worry, the tour guides will be on hand if it gets out of hand. (laughs) And that's £5 per child and £5 per adult. Now, there's also a trick-or-treat event happening at the Story Museum which is only on saturday starting from 6 pm and you can explore the museum by torchlight as spooky fairy tale characters will walk the halls oh, i imagine ooh. talking to you and scaring you now if you haven't been in the story museum it's quite a creepy building in itself and <laughs> lots of dark corners <laughs> lots of dark corners and i wouldn't like to be there at night on my own so from 6pm till 7pm it's for any age but they recommend children are aged 8 and above but from 7.30 onwards it's adult, adults Ooh. only so it's a bit scary, mm. I don't know what they're going to do, I'm quite tempted to go along. <laughs> adults tickets are £7.50 and children's are £5. So if you fancy going into the centre rather than knocking on your neighbours' doors maybe these are the events for you. For more
0: Halloween events, do take a look at our Halloween page. Um, You can find a link to it on our homepage on
1: dailyinfo.co.uk. I know for a fact that in our children's for sale section, we've got lots of Halloween costumes and props. So if you're in need of some, check it out. Who keeps flushing the toilet? I just... Can you not hear it? What? Someone keeps flushing the toilet and it's really annoying me.
0: What are you talking about?
1: Like seriously, someone's got a bladder problem. <laughs> can you not hear it? Every time I go to use the toilet, it seems to be occupied, and someone keeps leaving the taps on. I did see a book in there recently. Really? It's very strange. Like someone nice. tried to flush it down the middle or something. Maybe it's my ghost. Oh, you do have a ghost. I do have a ghost. Yeah, but mm. they don't seem to come out that much. But I just, I can't work it out. I don't do you know. know what you don't want. know who
0: it is. Don't
1: know who it is. Oh,
0: maybe someone else can figure it out. I don't know. Maybe.
2: Cool. So something a bit different. Local folk band Kismet are playing a Day of the Dead Kaylee um, this weekend on Saturday at Wolvercote Village Hall.
0: I bet there's going to be amazing face paint of like that. Yeah.
2: They're Yeah. They they had they had one last year and I've looked it up. Some of them really went to time. Yeah. So as I say, it was on in the same place last year, and the, the band themselves probably go for it in the makeup department looking at their Facebook page it's fun to see the full range of costumes of attendants slash participants from those who've gone full skeleton or dressed as corpse bride to just a kid in a hoodie so we can cook through a skull mask <laughs> which looks hilarious so as ever I like genre crossovers and here there's like a village hall vibe because it's in a village hall Celtic Kaylee Merriment and the Day of the Dead influence as well combined with Eastern European folk tunes so that's that's everywhere, really. <laughs> There's actually more in common between Celtic folk music and Eastern European music than you might think. And so I'll just whack out a mazurka to confuse you, or an Israeli wedding song, <laughs> or a stately Armenian circle dance has also been <laughs> also been promised. Where the Mexican origins of the holiday are represented, I don't know. Um, aside from in the decor, but it's going to be too much fun for that to be a worry. So yeah, Day of the Dead's always on the weekend of October the thirty-first to November the second, as it has been for quite a few centuries. Have you ever Day of the Dead celebrated? Nope, anyway? no. If inspiration fails you, then the the default is just painting a skull over your own face, and you'll look great and you'll fit in. Um. So yeah, the dress code on Saturday is dead funky. And this is happening Saturday seven thirty p.m. It's. Apparently £12, £8 concessions on the door, um, £5 for under-18s. Slightly cheaper, on. we got tickets. That's the Day of the Dead, Kaylee. this weekend.
0: Just before we move on from Halloween entirely and uh, talk about the rest of the week, I've actually got a little tip for if you're hosting your own Halloween party, if you're not going to any of these events. So my favourite thing to do as like a decoration slash snack thing is you get oranges, and you cut the top off and scoop out the middle like you would a pumpkin, and then cut a little scary face into it like you would a pumpkin. And then what I did um, a couple of years ago was make some vodka jelly, although non-alcoholic jelly is also okay, (laughs) but it actually worked quite well because it didn't quite set properly. You then fill up the little oranges with the vodka jelly and because it hasn't set properly, it starts, like, seeping out of the eyes and mouth. <laughs> and it's really creepy. And you make, make sure it's really, really red. Put some extra red food colouring in it as well. And then you've got, like, a little bowl snack slash drink decoration that Excellent. you can give to everyone.
1: And you could always put tea lights in it afterwards.
0: Exactly. They are very cute. <laughs> like baby versions of your pumpkins. Have you got any tips?
1: Because my birthday's so close to Halloween, I used to have a lot of Halloween parties. Mm. And we used to play this game. Where you'd blindfold someone and they'd come and meet Nelson, and Nelson was actually my dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, he had like an empty sleeve, so my mum would sit the person down, and they would say, um, "You're very lucky this evening. You get to meet Nelson." And so they, the mum would take their hand and say, "Look, you can feel their empty sleeve. And obviously, it was just <laughs> an empty sleeve." And then she'd say, like. Touch the face or the hat if you had one, and then she'd have like a bowl full of jelly or something, and say, "Make sure you don't poke him in the eye, and <laughs> shove your hand into this that jelly," ish. which worked very well on small children, <laughs> and freaked them out. It was great fun.
0: <laughs> What about you, Michael? Have you got any tips for someone hosting a Halloween party?
2: I've got some more edible ideas. Yeah. As Sometimes you might want a, a non-traditional costume or theme. I don't know. The Mighty Bush is very, is very Halloween friendly, <laughs> and yeah. there's so many like the hitcher. The hitcher is quite, quite easy to be. You can be all Greg if you've okay. got a tutu. <laughs> but also, if you want to enshrine any of those in cupcake form, or cakes, like you know, a moon or a hitcher or yeah. or old Greg, they'll they'll work very well. <laughs> to stick a pulliment on the hitcher's face.
0: Oh, that's really good.
1: Once all the festivities of Halloween are over, you're going to have an empty pumpkin. Now, what do you do with your empty pumpkin? I hear you cry. <laughs> well, you can go down to the Ox Grow Pumpkin Day at Hogacre Common Eco Park on Sunday, starting at 12pm. That's totally free. So they want you to take down your old pumpkins and maybe the stuff if you haven't eaten it already. And turn your old pumpkins into bird feeders. They'll also be cooking up a feast, playing games, and they'll be gardening aplenty. And this is part of the wider Oxford Pumpkin Festival that has been happening for the last week. I've got some pumpkin facts for you. Oh yeah, go on. Did you know there are over 45 types of pumpkins? No, I didn't. No. Nor did I. But some of them look very interesting. There's one called peanut, and the outside of it looks like peanut shells. Mm
2: -hmm. It looks
1: pretty weird. I don't think I want to eat it. (laughs) It sort of puts me off. In the 19th century, pumpkin was believed to cure snake bites, freckles, facial wrinkles and diarrhoea and constipation in cats and dogs and urinary troubles in men, <laughs> which is quite interesting. <laughs> What's the most interesting thing you've carved into a pumpkin? I'm not very good at pumpkin carving. All I can do is really sort of triangles and then like a
0: zigzaggy mouth. I'm the same.
2: It is pretty hard. I, I saw my, my friend put up, She done like a Peanuts... Okay, the nuts related one, so it's Snoopy in a pumpkin. But, like, it actually looked like Snoopy. I don't know if she had a jigsaw or what. That's amazing. She was cheating.
0: I think there are lots of stencils you can get now. You might need, like, a mm. scalpel to be careful. But when they make, when people sort of make it really thin so that the light comes through part of it but it's not just a whole hole, That's those are really cool. Yeah.
1: Cool. I think my friend might have done an Elvis tribute, mm. which is quite interesting. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to find a use for your old pumpkins, why not go to the Oxgrove Pumpkin Day? on Sunday
0: I was at Peachcroft Farm in Abingdon on Monday and there's a whole field when you're coming in of turkeys that they're all fattening up ready for Christmas and they're all feeding on pumpkins oh. which I think was the, just the perfect like, <laughs> seasonal crossover as soon as Halloween's over just feed them start fattening up the turkeys again with them
2: Pretty stuffed. it's very cute okay something supernatural but practical right? I do hope there's a talk called Rituals of Magic" uh, at Somerville College this Sunday the... I'm getting lots of interf- a bit of interference, um, let me check that.
1: Try the levels.
2: I'm just getting some... So, no, you can't hear it?
1: I can't hear it. What, what are you talking about? I can hear it in the headphones. It's really strange. <laughs> I
2: don't know. I can't even concentrate. Any like idea some- what it could be? I don't know. I feel like somebody's like... Oh, you've got to... a ghost as well. Oh, uh, is that what it... Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, you've got a ghost as well. I just—I was gonna go and see my GP about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't worry about it. It'll go away in a little bit. Okay. Probably.
2: And, well, maybe we can—maybe we can work out what it is later. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So the yeah the they talk rituals of kinder magic. This is in a chapel service, guys. Um, at at Somerville, um, as it says on, online, they're a non-denominational and inclusive space. But during term time, they've got visiting speakers who have like talk about anything from islamic ritual to advice krishna gave to somebody another talk entitled who on earth would be a nun <laughs> from a nun i think and yeah each time there's music from somerville college choir so it's like chapel with the difference um dr emma whipday of king's college london is she's a teaching fellow in shakespeare and early modern literature but she gives lots of talks about the darker side of elizabethan life she's the writer of shakespeare's sister a winner of the 2015 Masterclass Picture Play Prize, in which Judith Shakespeare follows her dream of being a playwright, like her societally preferred brother. And, yeah, she's directed other other things like The Tragedy of Thomas Mary, which is a gory Elizabethan domestic tragedy based on true crime. Kind of fun. I saw the rehearsal pictures of, here's someone rushing in to clean up all the blood. And (laughs) another one about a boy with a hammer sticking out of his head. (laughs) So it sounds kind of cool. I can't be sure of the angle that Doctor Webber is going to be taking to how to defend yourself um, from if if you should be cursed. Or for example, British attitudes to witchcraft during the Tudor era tended to be a bit less extreme than you might have got elsewhere. Under the right circumstances, the British witch could occasionally become a respectable member of society, like Katie, a villain. <laughs>
1: Yes, very very respectable. <laughs> I've been dunked in a in a pond to test whether I'm a witch, and now I've been. <laughs> no, you wouldn't have survived that. You'd just drown. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but if you <laughs> Hang on, if you're.
1: I would no, have, if you're a witch, a witch you, you survive. Then yeah. if you're... So you're, if, you're a witch, so you survive. So I'm survived. a witch, yeah. I've got a birthmark, so that's. Really? I probably should have said that before. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's not the kind of thing you put right at the top of your CV, though. No. Yeah, so another test, I don't know if this one was done on you, but was to weigh the way they accused against the Bible, or if if the Bible's heavier, then you're clearly a witch.
1: <laughs> I think that's pretty accurate, I hope. Okay. <laughs> I haven't had that one done yet. <laughs>
2: okay. Conjecture aside, the subtitle is How to Protect Yourself from Witches in Tudor England. So this ought to be quite practical as well as informative. Handy. <laughs> Should you find yourself hanging out in <laughs> Tudor England. With, with a curse on you. So Rituals of Kind Magic is at Somerville College, Sunday at 6pm, and it's free to anyone.
0: Now, in case you missed it, there's a film out at the moment that's called Spectre. I don't know if you've heard of it.
1: No, I haven't heard anything no? about okay. it. Okay, no.
0: well, anyway, it was released on Monday, which is actually a bit unusual for films. Normally they're released on a Friday, but I think they did it so that, weirdly... Everything from Monday until Sunday will count as the opening weekend for the box office takings, really? oh, right. because it's opened after the weekend and it'll count towards the next one. <sighs> so they want it to like have big headlines. But anyway, so Spectre opened at quarter past eight on Monday nationally, which is 15 minutes after the London premiere, and it's been getting amazing reviews. It looks totally awesome as well. Uh, it's got five star reviews from The Guardian, Telegraph and Times and five and four star reviews from everyone else. It looks like it could be both Daniel Craig and Sam Mendes' last Bond film, but Never Say Never Again and all that. (laughs) (laughs) It's on at George Street, Odeon, Maldon Street, Odeon, The View and The Phoenix, basically all the time, Mm -hmm. Um, especially The View, I think they've, so if you have got screenings of Spectre more frequently than lots of local bus routes um, <laughs> at the moment it's on like every 20 minutes or half an hour um, but yeah I definitely recommend everyone go see it and I can't wait I'm going to go tonight Katie and I are going to go tonight yes, very excited as another little film tip though this is a film from last year but it's kind of relevant for this week I suppose a, a, a spooky or supernatural film What We Do in the Shadows Such a good film I know right okay so it's a New Zealand film uh, which is about a group of vampires who are in a house share and they're like hundreds of years old and they're like bickering over who does the washing up and <laughs> make sure you put down some newspaper before you kill someone in the house because the blood goes everywhere yeah. <laughs> and it's written by some of the guys from Flight to the Concords. it was one of my favourite films of last year um, so do check it out I this week.
1: So. It's amazing. It is
0: really good. It's called What We Do in the Shadows.
1: If you can help us work out what ghosts from films are haunting us this week, (laughs) we'd be much obliged and we'd like to find out how to get rid of them. Mm. I'm a bit bit concerned about my bees. Yeah, I'm worried about you. (laughs) (laughs) For more film listings,
0: go to dailyinfo.co.uk. We've got all of film listings for both Odeon's, View, UPP and The Phoenix, as well as event listings for everything else that's happening in Oxford and the surrounding area.
2: To assist you in your carving of pumpkins or oranges or similar, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> we've definitely got loads of kitchen knives for sale in the kitchen and domestic items.
0: For more regular updates, make sure you follow Daily Info or, and like our Facebook page. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook uh, by searching for Daily Info Oxford.
1: And subscribe to us on iTunes if you want the Oxcast to come directly to your device.
0: Happy Halloween. Mm.
1: Mm. Daily, daily, daily info. Mm. Daily, daily, daily info. Mm. Daily, daily, daily info. Daily, mm. info. Daily, 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 info. Mm. daily, daily, daily info. <laughs>